Welcome to the Holistic Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Blair, wife, mother of three, author of Holistic Wealth, and founder of the Institute on Holistic Wealth. The show will showcase various experts in the key pillars of holistic wealth. Each week, we deliver the best information on how to become holistically wealthy and live your best life. Today, we have a very, very special guest with us. We have celebrity hairstylist Nadia Vassal. Nadia's styles have attracted the attention of many celebrities like Rihanna, several actresses and singers alike. She's built an extensive portfolio of video and print work and has been featured in major publications, including Essence, Eye Candy, Heart and Soul Smooth, Uptown Magazine, The Dr. Oz Show and many others. Nadia, welcome to the show. It's great having you here. Thank you so much for having me, Keisha. I'm really excited. Great. We're happy you're here. And I wanted to get started very early in your journey because you started mastering your hairstyling techniques in Montego Bay, Jamaica at the tender age of 10. <laughs> so I'm eager to hear about that because we have lots of audience members from Jamaica in the diaspora in North America. And of course, we're just eager to hear how your journey unfolded. So can you tell us, starting from the early days, how things progressed? I am from the country part of Montego Bay, um, a very small community. And I can remember growing up in Jamaica and on Sundays, that would be the day that would be dedicated for my wash and my, you know, my deep conditioning, making up my own concoction at home for my hair mask, my hair treatment. But I remember one particular moment where I began doing other people's hair and it was an aunt of mine and I did some braids and nobody really taught me how to do the braids. I think I just saw somebody doing it one time and I just understood. I grasped the gist of it. Right. So that's how it began. Me sitting on my veranda down in the countryside of Montego Bay braiding my aunt's hair. That's amazing. And so, of course, I'm eager to hear transitioning to the U.S. and how that went with setting up your salons and then building from there. I migrated to the States when I was 16, so I still had to, you know, finish my schooling. At one point, I thought I wanted to get into traveling towards them, you know, because I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to see the world. So the best you know, career for me was to get into traveling towards them. I did that schooling for a little bit, um, then decided that you know, that's not truly what I wanted to do. And I've always had like family members, like, you know, try to push me, try to encourage me because they saw how great I was at doing hair. And, you know, I just, you know, I just listen. And I'm like, you know, let's just go to beauty school, went to beauty school. And I think everything just took off from there. You know, I did a little modeling and that's when I met like the first like well-known professional hairstylist. And I just mentioned to her that, you know, I know how to braid. I've been doing it, you know, ever since I was a maker and whatnot. And then she just invited me to um, be an assistant. And I assisted her for a little bit and she saw how, you know, great I was at it. And before you know it, she's given me clients. Wow, that's great. And then things just blossomed. And then one thing led to another. One thing led to another, you know, working with her and, you know, just seeing her doing photo shoots behind the scenes and just networking and getting connected to, you know, other people in the industry just led to me having a uh, an agent. I had an agent and she would book me for the big time celebrity jobs. 
Yeah, I felt like I was just thrown into it. I, I guess that's the best type yeah. of learning, you know, just thrown into it. I remember my first job, I think I was doing, I think it was Christette Michelle. I was doing, I was doing a music video for her. And I'm like, I stepped away and I went to the bathroom <laughs> and I prayed to God. I was like, oh God, please just let this work out good. Pretty much everything that I've ever done, I've always done that. And I still do that. You know, I just step away and I say a little prayer. Um, you know, I'm just thankful and I'm grateful and I just pray that everything turned out well and it always works out in my favor. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And some amazing lessons shared there about faith as well, which is great. And so we hear about the scene in New York. I mean, it's very competitive, highly competitive um, in terms of the beauty arena and lots of good talent there, you know, in New York. What would you say was the defining thing for you that led to that success? I mean, you mentioned you know, getting an agent, which I, I suspect was instrumental as well in terms of getting those celebrity clients. But how did you navigate that cutthroat scene in New York to rise above that and shine? You know, I think it's uh, truly just being yourself, just be be authentic and um, and just do great work. A lot of times when you're in this type of field, you have to let the talent shine and not try to outshine them. And so, Nadia, what about the business side of it? You know, how did you grow in terms of the funding and the business side of it? So currently it's just one. I, I, I am thinking in the future of possibly open another location. So currently it's just one and it's um, in New York City. Um, I opened it in 2010. So it's, it's been 11 years. And uh, like, honestly, when I opened my business, it was my savings, you know, that I look to, you know, me working how many years with celebrities and doing all of, you know, the work that I was doing as a freelance hairstylist really contributed to me um, seeing this business to fruition. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, so many entrepreneurs, especially on this show, have talked about using their savings, you know, bootstrapping the business because that's what they've had to do. And some of them have had to cut back on their lifestyle, you know, to go on funding the business as well. So Nadia, in terms of your celebrity clients, because I know the audience would love to hear about how that worked. And like, for instance, working with Rihanna, like, how was that? Are you able to talk about any of that? I think I'm able to talk about it. Um, you know, it was a great experience. She's a great, great girl. Um, it was a wonderful time working with her. This was way before you know, as big as she is now, she used to come into the salon and get her hair done. And then, you know, I used to travel with her to go to MTV and VH1 and do her appearances. So it was just great. It was a great opportunity and I enjoyed working with her. It sounds like you were her personal stylist and then traveled with her to events as well. Was that the case? So that was the case. She used to come into the salon uh, whenever she has, you know, I think VH1 and MTV when they were big back in the days. Um, I used to travel with her to those events. I think she was in one movie that I did for her. I don't remember the name of the movie, but yeah, I used to be whenever she, they needed me, I was there. That's amazing. That's such a big accomplishment. And I know she's from the Caribbean too, which is amazing, you know, to see the talent from the Caribbean rise to the top. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Whenever, whenever I see another Caribbean woman, I don't care which part of the Caribbean they're from. I'm like, I see you, you're my sister, you're my brother, and I support yeah, you. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, like, so you mentioned Ashanti as well. And so was it the same with her then that you were her personal stylist and traveled with her? Yes. I remember one particular incident. I was on vacation in Jamaica 
And my agent called me. She's like, Ashanti needs you. And I'm like, I'm on vacation. She's like, she needs you now. <laughs> so jump on the plane and go to the Bahamas and do her hair. So I did. Jumped on the plane, wow. went to the Bahamas, did her hair, and then catch up back on my uh, vacation. Oh, wow. So was that like just a one-day Bahamas trip and then come back to your vacation then? Yes. Yes. So that was a one day Bahamas trip and then go back to Jamaica and then back to the U.S. Wow. So was it that she was doing a shoot there or an event? She was attending a golf tournament and she needed her hair done. So they flew me out to do her hair and then flew me back to Jamaica. That's amazing. That is amazing. And would you have any tips, Nadia, for stylists who want to work with celebrities, like any advice that you'd have in terms of how they'd go about doing that and attracting that because you had these celebrities coming into your salon which is a major achievement but any tips and advice i don't know you know what times have changed um we didn't have you know the technological advances that we have now the social media and all of that i know when i started out i had to have a, a portfolio now your instagram is your portfolio so you just have to make sure that you know whatever you put out there is representing your work you know yeah. it's professional so if somebody if somebody's looking for a hairstylist they could easily go to your instagram handle or your instagram page and find you you know i would just say make sure that the images that you put out there are relatable and that they're professional and i feel like it's a lot easier these days you know before you have to reach out to an agent yes i feel like they could just reach out to a hairstylist on social media you know so i feel like you should just always be prepared be prepared and be ready because you never know. That's amazing, Nadia. So good to hear these stories. And I'm just wondering, because you've had so many professional achievements. Do you have yeah. one that you think is like your crowning glory? Or do you have a moment when things change? You know, sometimes when you get a moment and something happens to you and that one person says yes, or that one client signs on. And you're just like, yes, this is the turning point. Is there anything like that? I feel like I haven't had a chance to, to really soak it in, even though it's been so many years. My clients have to tell me all the time that you deserve this. You're worth it. You know, I feel like I haven't had a chance to like really sit down and like soak in everything that I've achieved. Yes. I'm just going, going, going. I'm not sure if I had that moment where I'm like, you know, yeah. this is it or the defining moment. Yeah, yeah, which is, yeah, no, which is perfectly logical given the fact that you've probably just been going, going, going and really yeah. busy and, yeah. and the opportunities just come because of your hard work and, you know, word of mouth. So do you think that, you know, in terms of celebrities too, it's the word of mouth in terms of your work? It is the word of mouth. And Honestly, I'm, I'm going to mention the part about Dr. Oz, you know, and how I got called for Dr. Oz. Right. You know, I hardly pay attention to my Facebook messages. And one day I just decided, let me go check my Facebook message. And then when I logged in and checked in, it was a producer asking me if I could be on the show two days later. And I'm like, sure. I'm like, how did you find out about me? She's like, just Googling, like just searching and we found you. I'm like, wow. That's pretty impressive. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. That is <laughs> because that's such a great opportunity too, right? In terms of publicity. Oh my God. That was, you know what? I feel like that was one of the highlights of my career actually being, you know, I didn't have to go out and ask anybody to be on a show. They actually did their research and decided to pick me to be on the show. So I feel like at that moment I felt 
like, okay, you know what you're doing. You know, people are recognizing the work that you do. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Nadia. And of course, as you know, I'm a big proponent of female empowerment, especially economic empowerment for women. And through my book, Holistic Wealth, you know, I talk a lot about that. I talk about my one year sabbatical in Jamaica, too. (laughs) So if you have a chance, pick up the book when you have a chance. And so one of the things that I've been really pushing is this whole concept of the personal financial identities framework that I introduced in the book. And then through COVID-19, so many readers came back to me and they're like, well, how do I identify my own personal financial identity? You know, how will I know what I am and what I identify with? And so during that first lockdown, I tried to hammer it out to help the readers identify for themselves through a free quiz, which is posted on the Institute on Holistic Wealth website. And Nadia, I know you took that quiz. And I'm really interested in hearing your results, especially in light of, you know, your entrepreneurial journey and even in your personal life, you know, in terms of how you manage your own money and and you, you know, make your own spending decisions and even things that might have impacted us throughout our journey, you know, as kids growing up or, you know, as adults. So I'm eager to hear what your results were. And can you just give us some thoughts on what you think and how you see it playing out in your daily life oh my god the the quiz so i've already downloaded your book and i'm reading it and i'm going to definitely recommend it to friends awesome i can't wait to get back to it actually i really can't wait to get back to it my results says that i am a minimalist wow that's amazing and do you see it are you surprised i would probably say that i am a minimalist as far as my living okay as far as my living spaces I like, for example, at home, I don't like too many furniture, just, you know, things that we don't need. So I'm a minimalist in that, in that right. way. With spending, you know, I like to buy quality things that's going to last a very long time. Mm-hmm. So if it costs a little bit more, I will pay a little bit more so I could have it for a longer time. Yeah, no, for sure. And in terms of your business, too, because I'm trying to picture the salon, but I don't have a mental picture. You know, ever so often I try to some updates in the salon and i recently just did a few updates and clients are just walking in they're like wow what did you do did you do over the entire space Mm -hmm. so you know it's a clean professional setting you know nice furniture minimalist again yes i would say that that so this quiz is amazing yeah no that would be amazing to see because especially because you've had celebrity clients coming in over a long period too was there any pressure there to provide any amenities or you know special services or even special products that they would require like no actually you know there was no pressure to accommodate i just wanted it to be welcoming to everybody and not just celebrities so i wanted like folks who are not celebrities to still come in here and probably feel like they're a celebrity you know they'll give them like the celebrity treatment i don't think there was any pressure to include anything and it sounds like you've had clients you know even the celebrity clients themselves who have been amazing just in terms of their own personality and you know not being overly demanding and really put you at ease too so i think maybe it speaks to the nature of your client yeah yeah i've had some really really great celebrity clients um Christette michelle she was one of my clients as well 
you know, she used to visit the salon a lot and she's still a very close friend of mine. I know that they, they truly believe in my craft and they believe in my talents because they truly believe that I'm capable of executing whatever styles that they wanted to do. And over time, did you just know what they wanted or is it that there's a process of them telling you up front? I think it was uh, us collaborating, coming together and trying to figure out what hairstyle would look good for a particular event, what hairstyle would look good for a particular outfit. So it really depends on where they're going, what they're doing. And then we come up with a style for whatever it is that they're doing. It could be a music video and, you know, it depends on what they're wearing. It depends on what the song is about, you know, how they want their hair to be. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a, we collaborated and we came together and we decided what hairstyle would be best. Okay. Sounds great. That's good. And Nadia, thank you so much for being on the show. It was amazing having you here and hearing your experience and, you know, the journey from Jamaica to this point. Is there anything else on the horizon for you that you want to tell the audience about? Like any plans, future plans? Oh, yeah. Um, You know, I also have my own hair care line, my own hair care products. And I am planning and launching three additional products to the line. Um, which will be a, um, a leave-in conditioner, um, a hair mask, and an oil. Um, and the name of that brand, I call it, it's called Hair Freak. And that's hair, and it's spelled F-R-E-A-Q. And I'm also considering um, possibly opening like a pop-up shop or maybe a salon in maybe Florida or maybe somewhere in New Jersey. I'm not sure. We're still, you know, we're still thinking about it. Okay, no, sounds good. And congrats on the expansion of the Hair Care line. And we'll be sure to be looking out for that. And of course, whenever the products come to Canada, if they get here. I will personally send you some, don't worry. Oh, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I can't wait for that. And it was amazing having you, Nadia. Where can people find you, like on social media and your website? Yes. So if, uh, you know, somebody wants to purchase my products or they want to schedule an appointment, my website is NadiaVassel.com. And if they want to keep up with what I'm doing in the salon, my Instagram handle is at NadiaVasselSalon. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Once again, Nadia, it was amazing having you here and hearing your story. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Keisha, for having me. Thank you for joining us this week on Holistic Wealth with Keisha Blair. Make sure to visit our website, KeishaBlair.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS, so you will never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Are you a member of the Institute on Holistic Wealth? If not, what are you waiting for? Go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to choose your membership plan and join. As a member, you get so many perks, free worksheets, advice, coaching, and a member's workshop to design an intentionally designed life. You need to figure out your life purpose? Take the Build Your Life Purpose Portfolio online self-paced course. You're struggling with all your money decisions? Take the free financial identities quiz and then take the course. You recently had a breakup, 
job loss or experience the death of a loved one? Take the holistic healing course. You need an overall plan to achieve holistic wealth? We will help you figure out your holistic wealth blueprint. And of course, if you want to start making money by helping others achieve holistic wealth, become a certified holistic wealth consultant. Regardless of what career you've got, the Institute will show you how to increase your income and walk in your purpose. The sooner you join, the sooner you start to achieve a more holistically wealthy lifestyle. And you're going to want to stay for a very long time. So go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. If you haven't read the book yet, pick up a copy of the award-winning, best-selling Holistic Wealth 32 Life Lessons to Help You Find Purpose, Prosperity, and Happiness. 